Okay, hi, and welcome to our latest episode of Tower After Hours podcast. Um, breaking news, it was snowing for about 30 <laughs> seconds, so that's got everybody really um, hyped up. <laughs> so this should be a good one. Um, so yeah, we're doing our uh, next Tower After Hours. It is the day before uh, New Year's break, so I think we're all a little... Uh, giddy and ready to be celebrating so I thought that recording shower after hours would be a nice break in the middle of our day and we're going to be doing a fun format today where we have um, more people joining us and we're going to be doing just some quick Q&A's and yeah so hopefully we have fun and hopefully you have fun listening to it okay so I'm Kelly and today with me with me doing the podcast. People <laughs> <laughs> good on names. I didn't forget your names. I didn't. I just lost my train of thought. Um, a partner, okay, intern, so an intern, a designer. Yeah. Who are you, people? Don't share my microphone. <laughs> um, I have Mike Shaw and Amethyst and Lauren and Ashley and Abby and. <laughs> <laughs> name I did remember. <laughs> so sweet. And for some of the people in the room, this is our first tower after hours. So let's go. Yay. All right. Yay. So we're just going to do some Q&As. People can feel free to join in the conversation whenever they feel like it. So this is a question that I did not share beforehand. What? I know. Surprise. Be ready. Surprise. <laughs> okay. And it's super easy. What was your favorite gift that you received this holiday? Ooh. Ooh. I'll start. Okay. So, I don't know if anyone knows, this isn't local to Lancaster, but it's local to York. There's a shop called Elizabeth West in York, and for the past however many years I've been wanting something from there, and my boyfriend surprised me with a gift from her shop. So that's the sweater I was wearing the other day. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. Am I loud enough? Can you hear me? I think so, yeah. I'm seeing it now. Okay, great. Okay. This is Abby. My favorite gift was um, a new Kindle. I love to read, and my old one broke. It was like seven years old, and the buttons didn't work anymore. And so my husband got me one, and it's a touch screen, and it's very high tech and cool. That's a fantastic gift. So, this is Amethyst. Um, My favorite gift was I got a cookbook, Cravings, uh, Chrissy Teigen's cookbook. So, I am so excited to make food. That's right (laughs) up your alley, Amethyst. Chrissy Teigen cookbook. So, you're going to share with us some new recipes for 2017? Yep. Great. Bacon's coming next week. Yep. (laughs) For Christmas, my wife and I did not buy each other physical gifts. We um, put our money towards a trip to Tahiti, and we all that's going to be our stop off after our flight back from New Zealand, which is which I know it sounds like it's a holiday, but it's not a promise. <laughs> it's, it's, it's busy and chaotic. So, Tahiti is the vacation for four days. World so. travelers, wow, in there. wow. I don't okay, well, whatever. Lauren, show, I got it. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> I guess I'll say mine anyway. Yeah. This is Lauren. Um, I'd say my favorite gift was the sheets that my parents bought me. <laughs> <laughs> like bed sheets. Bed sheets. Yeah. 
Because they have very comfortable sheets, and unlike Ashley, who likes to be warm, I like to be yeah. cold. Oh, so they're like spandexy type material, and they're so comfortable to sleep in. That's I kind of I fascinating. Yes, that's wow. year round. Crazy. Year round. Oh my gosh. Wow, I know. Oh my gosh. Okay, um, my favorite gift was, um, so this summer I'm going to be celebrating a milestone birthday. <laughs> 14! Okay, I was going to say like 21, but thanks. Um, and so uh, my husband bought me um, concert tickets for my favorite band because they're playing two days before my birthday. Oh. So we're going down to D.C. to see Coldplay. Oh, <laughs> So I'm super excited. I saw them last summer for one of my best friends' 40th birthday, and now for my 40th birthday. Thanks, Shaw. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna see them again. Cool. So, so all right. Well, good. Well, that was fun, and I'm kind of jealous of everybody's gifts. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. How old are the rest of us? Uh, oh. Not. <laughs> not. Shaw, you're what? Oh. Second oldest here? Yes. Yeah, but uh, by a long <laughs> way. Hey, this is. This That's is not mean. too far off. How old you? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> how much older are you than me? Okay. Uh, More than seven. <laughs> 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 I can't do math that fast. Yeah. You're up you there, Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> All right, young folk. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so now we're gonna take our questions a little bit more. Um, on the topic of our internet marketing podcast. So, do we all know how old we are now? Okay, <laughs> good. I'm sorry I ever said anything. Okay, so I'm going to pose this question, and we'll just kind of go around and um, see how people answered. So, 2016 is drawing to a close. So, in your specialty area of marketing or marketing as a whole, what do you think were some of the biggest developments throughout 2016? And I'm going to call on Mike Shaw first because he has a very detailed bulleted list. Hey, so <laughs> for me, I work in the, in the search marketing realm. So there were two major things that I saw and that well, the rest of the industry saw too as being pretty uh, shifting in how we're going to be doing marketing from now on. One was the accelerated mobile pages, also known as AMP. The other one was the long-awaited real-time Penguin algorithm update, which usually they update it once a year or so. It took almost two years for them to update that, that algorithm. So it was quite nice to see that update. And this time, it's not going to be something that we wait on a year or two years. It's going to be something that we can see uh, happening quite regularly. So when we start seeing fluctuations in the SERPs, that's something that we can actually measure more frequently. The other thing is that Google, uh, a quote from Google was, Penguin's data is refreshed in real time, so changes will be visible much faster, so for the user as well, typically taking effect shortly after we recrawl or re-index the page. And I think that really applies to um, what I'm about to talk about next, which is the AMP pages. AMP, the reason why this... this Wait, this, can, I, can I just interject oh my for one word, second? Yes. <laughs> can we, Bye. No, but what is Penguin? What did that algorithm change? What is it measuring? What is so, it? Um, 
Back in 2012. <laughs> so back when I was a kid. Yeah, I'm a kid. <laughs> How long ago? So back in 2012, Google found out that people were manipulating search results. One of these people, and I think I mentioned in the podcast before, was J.C. Penny. J.C. Penny was buying links from anywhere and anywhere for any keyword so that their pages would rank. So if they, uh, if you're like Ford Motor Vehicles, JCPenney was ranking for it. If you wanted to get, um, you know, uh, shingles for your roof, JCPenney was ranking for that. And the way they did that was they were getting hold of bloggers, paying them money, getting a link with any keyword to either their homepage or to a specific page that they wanted to target. Google found out about this, snapped them on the wrist, and um, removed their search results. So basically their whole website from Google. So if you try to find JCPenney in Google or JCP or even typed in their whole domain, it would not be found. So Penguin, that is what Penguin is trying to do, is trying to prevent people from manipulating search. And the real-time element means that they'll just be kind of punished faster uh, they're going to be, <laughs> yes, I guess that's probably the best way. Is there's still a lot of black hat people. I still get emails every day saying, hey, we've got PageRank 5 to 7 uh, websites. For $100, you can get your link on here. So there are still a lot of people practicing that. And so I think they are trying actively because it's such a problem. And because the results they give is their bread and butter, they need to make sure that they're as accurate as possible. Okay, great. So as I was saying earlier on, and why would matter <laughs> to have this summary. penguin update, is the fact that there's this app. We all know that mobile people are using mobile phones more. We're using mobile phones to search, buy, to receive data, to send data, all sorts of things. And Google wants to boost the mobile web because they are the biggest search engine and they want to stay that way. They know that being mobile friendly and mobile uh, centric is core. Um, one of the ways that they have arranged this is for, to allow websites to add software that will declutter the website. So it will remove ads and a lot of the sort of CSS or stylings that would slow down a, a website. So from a design point of view, it's not that great because you're, you're basically getting a lot of text and a picture and then whatever the, whatever, maybe a logo. My favorite. Yes. Yes, this, how, this, are, this, how do our designers in the room feel yes, about Yes, I know. But at the moment, it's really only affecting blog posts. So any of like your home pages and, 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 and inside pages aren't being affected quite yet. But I think from what we have been hearing, that's going to not be the case. This is purely so that pages load faster on mobile phones because one if people are outside they're not on wi-fi they're on 4g or 3g lte whatever it is they it it'll, it will load faster even though they've got a slower connection also the oh gosh i just lost where i was um google wants websites it's one of their core algorithms is is page speed so this is something that's going to help solve that too okay Thank you, Mike Shaw. My pleasure. <laughs> I am finished for that particular question. <laughs>
Amethyst, do you have anything to share from the social media world? Yes, I do. Um, so the trends for 2016, I've noticed, and probably everybody else that logged on to their social media sites was live streaming. Um, everything on Facebook, and then apps started uh, doing their own live streaming like Twitter, Periscope, um, and hopefully soon Instagram will start doing that. But there. Like, every company is doing live streaming, and I know that on Thursdays on Twitter, you can actually watch the NFL game right on your Twitter. I have seen, I've you gotten... Sunday, too. Yeah. I it on Sunday. Yeah, so um, it's interesting to see that they're doing that on Twitter. I get, an, like, um, I guess, like, an email from Twitter, like, mm-hmm. every Thursday. Like, here's what's new on Twitter. Yeah. And, yeah I've seen that. And it's also, um, <clears throat> like, all the videos that are on Twitter, like, all the events all live streaming Hmm. and Facebook too. So that's big. And then also social commerce. If you're on Instagram and you see a really cool shirt, a lot of companies are doing where you can just buy it right there. I like that very much. (laughs) So it's simple. Instead of trying to find it on the internet, you know, Mm -hmm. you just find it right on that stream and click it. Yep. So it's simple to shop now. I wonder, like, do we know, like, is that working? Like, are, are I don't know. I've seen like a lot of companies, <clears throat> and now actually Twitter is trying to do it. Um, and also, I know Pinterest mm-hmm. has started mm-hmm. it, where if you see a cool pin, you can just go right there and buy it. Nice. But it also raised question: Are you actually buying that? Like, is that like an actual website? Like, if you see a product and you're mm-hmm. automatically buying it, are you buying that product or not? Get like. Like scammed. Yeah. Yeah, so. I guess it would depend. I mean, yeah. Probably like, um, what do I say? Like established brands. Like I see it a lot on like Kohl's yeah. or like Nordstrom's mm-hmm. or whatever. I think I would probably feel more comfortable about yeah. that than maybe if I was following like a little, like a smaller. Yeah. Like, but I know how easy like <clears throat> Pinterest for pins, like their pins get manipulated. Like, mm-hmm. well, this is this product, but it's actually not a product. So. I wonder if they're going to do, like, some kind of security with it or something in 2017. There you go. You're already making predictions. You're jumping ahead. That's great. Um, Abby, do you want to jump in? Yeah, sure. So my um, thoughts on social are kind of like if you look back in 2016, we added reactions on Facebook, which was, like, a huge thing. So that was one of my favorite things that happened. I love the smiles and the tears and whatever. And um, Facebook Live and the 360-degree panoramic photos are, like, beautiful. The videos, too. And mm-hmm. the videos now. That's a newer thing. Um, and then on Instagram, um, for professionals, and this is something that I used at my old job, you can now have multiple accounts on Instagram. That makes it way easier. You don't have to log out and log back in every time you try and yes. switch accounts, which is huge, was a huge help. Um, you can rep- reply directly to a comment now. And images and videos and links on Twitter no longer count towards your character count, which is super helpful mm-hmm. because it's so short. So um, that makes things a little bit easier for everybody. Mm-hmm. So the 365-degree videos, do you need a special app to do those, or can you do those right from, like, an iPhone? I think you do need some <coughs> type because, like, I have – an old phone I <laughs> and I cannot do that on my phone <laughs> so I wonder if it's just like an app 
that you can do it with. But I know a lot of like companies are making special products where mm-hmm. you can like actually videotape. It. Lauren's got her phone out. She's gonna crack the yeah, case. Gonna, <laughs> Google it. <laughs> What's it called? Sixty pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sixty pictures. While we're waiting for that. Mm-hmm. Next question. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to I'm going to share something. Um we kind of talked about it already in depth in our last podcast, Tower After Hours number 13. <laughs> um but um so content kind of took a hit um towards the end of 2016 with um the elections and everybody kind of being up in arms about fake news sites and um it kind of calls into question the integrity of some content that's on the site. I think the f- whole fake news thing kind of coupled with the whole um, like uh, native advertising and sponsored content. <clears throat> I think some people, and rightly so, just are um, really questioning some of the things that they read online now. So that's kind of a downer for content. But I would say that if you are <clears throat> an authoritative site and you're talking about things that are relevant to your brand and what you're offering and you're doing research and you're being responsible that that can only help you in the end okay lauren what do you have on 360 videos um there's such a thing as a sphere app on ios and then it's saying something about having samsung galaxy as well but i haven't cracked it Yes. <laughs> That's okay. You, you jump in with your breaking news whenever you're ready. Okay, so that's what 2016 saw. Does anybody have any ideas or predictions about what we're going to see in 2017? Ashley, you've been quiet. What's going on in the design world? Well, I think just even based on some of the stuff we as Tower have discussed for ourselves, <coughs> based on what we've seen in 2016, um, I'm hoping and predicting that we see a shift in some programs that we use for design. And um, I had another thing, but now I forget because I don't have my answers written down. Well, that'll that'll teach you. (laughs) Quick thinking here. Um, A focus in UX design. That's really been, you see articles about it all the time now. So we're kind of going to be upping our kind of approach in our game to UX design and user experience overall. Okay, so I'm going to jump in with a little like design 101 question. And I know that we did a free advice Friday Mm -hmm. about this recently. So why don't you tell our listeners, our many, many listeners. (laughs) Shout out to Maddie out there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So UX versus UI. Hit us with the difference there real quick. UI is basically the interaction and the... Hold on. Now I have to, like, check (laughs) No, but um, it's... The difference between the two is basically the way it looks and the way you manipulate it and work through it. Um, So it could look great. It could look terrible. But even a terrible site, you might be able to navigate it easily. Um, or a terrible looking site, you might be able to navigate it easily. Um, a great looking site, you might not be able to navigate it because the focus was on the look and the design rather than the experience that someone's having, as in it's guiding you down the page or guiding you through to other pages. So 
through designing and looking at everything, we keep all that in mind. Um, but we're going to kind of try to up it a bit for 2017. So the topic that I brought um, it does not have to do with content, but I wanted to bring it up if you didn't. Because in the past year, and I think moving forward here at Tower and kind of all over the marketing world, there's been a lot, I've seen a lot more information on the accessibility of websites. Mm -hmm. And I know that we've designed a couple um, in the past year that yes. really were keyed in to the accessibility yeah. that they could be used by all users. That's, yeah, um, accessibility kind of for those with uh, handicaps or disabilities. Um, so even if that's, that ranges from anything from blind to color blindness to can't see at all to deaf and it's a matter of, it's ways to navigate through the site so you can actually tab through and there's programs and things out there that you can kind of link up that it will read you the site or it will, um, it'll just kind of help navigate you through easier. But yeah, the focus is on, and especially that, so with, uh, the look of it, you never really think off the bat unless you are colorblind. Like, you don't really think that other people don't see the colors and things that you do. So sometimes having two shades of blue next to each other, the contrast isn't as drastic as it should be. Mm -hmm. um, because for those who can see pretty much all colors, like, I can tell there's a clear distinction there. But for someone who might not be able to see blues very well um, or those shades, it, it looks like one solid color. So it's things like that keeping in mind. Um, that's also, so then in tabbing through as well, we have to make sure that our headings are actually like the content in the headings, spell everything out. Mm -hmm. We have to make sure that the buttons, it doesn't say just learn more, it says learn more about this. And it's very more, or it's much more descriptive, I guess. It was one of those things where I had not heard about website accessibility. Um, we had a client that, wanted to really focus on that for their website and it was like as soon as that happened then I was seeing it everywhere yeah. so it's kind of not that it came out of nowhere but it was one of those things where you didn't even know it existed and then you can't like right. can't really shake it all right Mike Shaw you've been catch your breath ready to go again <laughs> I am ready. What, what's what's happening in SEO I think the predictions that I've been reading upon is how the the consumer journey is changing. People, the the user experience is becoming a lot shorter, or the timeline of that is becoming a lot shorter. And as a result, as marketers, we need to cater to those different moments. And Google actually called them, from their research, micro moments. And a couple that have been listed are the I want to know, I want to go. I want to buy and I want to do. Those are the four categories of moments that people are experiencing online. And as a result, Google is trying to find the right information to meet those particular category searches. And um, that that's really interesting because I, th I think back, if we, go, if we go back 10 years, if we go back five years even, this is going to change the information in the SERPs to quite a, a drastic way because it's, it's so tailored to the need 
of the consumer at that specific time. Um, what it means for content is that we have to be providing content that changes from moment to moment and therefore brands need to be prepared to meet those needs as they are um, as they come up and I think I th that is just I think is incredibly difficult because now you, you really need to know your audience clearly you mm -hmm. need to know exactly what they want so that you can create different pieces of content that match those specific needs so that Google is then delivering that your content to them because it is most applicable and I think that's where 2017 for, for search is going is that how you search Mike Shaw do you write I want to buy a <laughs> blank uh, <laughs> well these are categories I know I just, just wondered if anybody really like uh, no, but if I, anybody I, really searched that way, I want to buy I mean, a brownie. I, I was, I was <laughs> going to buy, uh, I think I said yesterday, a cappuccino maker. But I first, my journey was first about, I wanted to know more about these. Uh -huh. I found that there were cappuccino makers that had single cup, then there were ones with dual cup, uh, dual cup, and there were some that came with milk steamers, and others that did not come with milk steamers at all. And so I... I got educated. Then I moved on and I said, like, I want to, to uh, I want to buy one of these things. So, so I thought, did say, I want to buy. I want to. <laughs> I want to. Uh, Dear uh, Google, <laughs> I want to buy a cappuccino maker. Uh, uh, best price or cappuccino, best price or single cup, cup or single cup espresso machine, best prices. Things like that. Okay. Question for you. When people... Do people type, or I guess in this room, posing this question to the room, do you ever type like cheapest whatever or that did it? Absolutely. Why would you do that? Because you know, like all sites are just putting that keyword in there. Uh, so that's where, that's where the, like uh, one of the companies I used to work for, um, they're one of the things that the, the most the highest search and which brought in the most money was cheapest flights or cheap flights to New York mm -hmm. and then cheap flights to London or cheapest flights to London. But did they offer the cheapest flights? They tried to. Okay. That was, that. so I, I think... One case out of a billion. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is the, this is the thing. The, the search, <coughs> engine, search engines have become so smart and like we now have Penguin who is in real time there are so many other factors that Google is realizing. Someone's looking for cheap flights. They get on there and it isn't a cheap flight. It's more expensive. Mm -hmm. That person leaves the site. They, it, it, it's so easy to, for them to pick up and say, that's not relevant because that's not cheap. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna, the next time someone types in cheap flights to London, I'm going to find somebody else. And with the millions of people typing in that sort of term, Google is just collecting data and then sifting the results to, to best match the average user need or the specific user need if they, if they, if they know what that is. Okay. That's kind of interesting. Mm. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Abby, Amethyst, you guys are both kind of talking social. What do you guys mm -hmm. see? 
Well, Abby mentioned this since the 360 degree videos, but I think in 2017, it's gonna be all advertisements now. So instead of just a picture, when you see an advertisement, it's gonna be an aerial view, or I can see like a lot of tourism websites doing all mm -hmm. like aerial view, instead of like, oh, a picture of a beach. No, you're actually on the mm -hmm. beach. This is what it looks like. So oh. that's interesting to that's see. Great. My campus was trying to, when I was in school, my mm -hmm. campus was wanting to do a virtual tour of some sort. Yeah, that's, yeah, a lot of places are yeah. doing that now. It's just so you, um, I think University of Pitt, I just saw the other day, they did their big cathedral, like, um, lobby room, and they did the whole thing. Mm -hmm. You could see the whole thing, so oh. I've never even been there, but I know what it looks like. <laughs> it's gorgeous. <laughs> Pretty. <laughs> Yeah, and I think um, on social, too, like, I think it's already been an issue, like Kelly said, about um, the fake news and stuff like that. I think mm -hmm. people use social for their news, um, whether that's good or bad, but um, I think it's just something we'll have to pay attention to in the future with all that's going on in the world and a new president and everything. I think we need to pay attention to, like, our sources and mm -hmm. stuff like that that's yeah. shared on social. And I think Facebook, who probably got the brunt of the like backlash for sharing of fake news. I believe they've implemented something where you can now flag yep. an article as fake. I don't know that it necessarily means Facebook will stop showing it, but I guess viewers as they scroll through will see that it's been flagged. Yeah, I think it reports to <coughs> Facebook and then they get a notification just like if you saw like an inappropriate Like a spam picture, or something. Yeah. So this is slightly relevant to that, okay. but like in saying that there's like so many <clears throat> fake news sources or whatever and you have to pay attention to your sources, I would hate to be a student nowadays <laughs> having to write a paper and have all my sources listed because there were definite sites that we were always told not to go to mm -hmm. or because that's not real information or that doesn't count or anyone can edit it or whatever. And it's just like a, the sources now are completely unlimited, but the mm -hmm. ones that are true and... Mm -hmm. I don't know, give you correct information. I mean, well, I saw something oh, not that long ago, and I can't remember like who had created it, but it was almost like this, like, this scale where they had kind of like placed each of the news, like, a pop, like popular news sources. Mm -hmm. So they had like in the middle, this is like completely unbiased, like straightforward news, and it, you know, had you know, things like the New York Times, which is, you know, really, like, well-researched, and then, so it was almost like a sliding scale of, like, really in-depth news, and then they had, like, USA Today, which is, yeah. you know, it's factual news, but it's less in-depth, it's more right. fluffy, and then it kind of went to the, you know, it said these kind of, they'll lean a little to the left or a little to the right, but you can still feel comfortable with what you're reading there, and they have these are, like, mm -hmm. ridiculously far left and far right, and you're... You know, it's going to be very biased. It could, right. you know. So, I think people are trying to help, but... Oh, yeah. It, I, I, you know, we said it a lot when we talked about this, like I said in the last podcast. I think some people are just looking for news that um, reinforce what they feel, yeah. and they don't, they're not really interested in exactly how factual yeah. it is. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So, the last question that we'll throw out here... Um, Talking about 2007, here at Tower, 17. we... 17. Oh, I think 2007. Oh, my God. Throwback. Throwback Thursday. That birthday is not coming. That's right. If it was 2007, I'm much younger now. You're not um, 14. <laughs> um, okay, so talking 2017, um, 
we at Tower are experiencing some really fun things. 2017 is our 20th anniversary. Yes. And um, also we're going to be rolling out a new Tower website at some point Ah. in the year. So as a closing question, I just wanted to, to ask everybody what part of our new website are you most excited about and that maybe we can all use of it. it. <laughs> well, all that's it. great. <laughs> I'm sure Mike would love to hear that. <laughs> it's so well designed. <laughs> Every piece is my favorite piece. Yeah, so I, I'm just going to jump in since I'm already talking and have my own <laughs> microphone. <laughs> um, so <laughs> this year we implemented a lot of like great new content things onto the website. We have these podcasts. And we have these um, free advice Friday videos that we create every week. And what I'm most excited about is that I think the new website will do a lot better job of like showcasing these items and having them front and center so that people can find them more readily. So I'm super excited about that. We talked about UI and UX and one of, you know, it's really hard as someone in the search marketing field to try and attract someone from Google to come to your site and when they land on your site to be excited about it. And I, I'm, I'm excited because I think what, when they land on the site, they're going to be surprised with something really interesting, something aesthetically pleasing. something to that keep e- going. Yeah, that, that, which, which, which will pique their interest and allows them to navigate further into the site. And that, and that just... You know, for me, this was a good experience just understanding the relationship between design and ACO or a design and PPC. They have to work together. You could have the most optimized site, but if it's ugly, people will leave. Well put. Yeah, well put. <laughs> All right, we'll just go around the table. Amethyst? So um, I'm just excited for it to be really updated and show Amen. what we do. <laughs> Yeah, lots of new case studies um, and some some of our uh, work that we've done recently. I was actually going to talk about Oh, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You say more. Say it better. (laughs) Well, the case studies are on all of the projects that are done here, and I just think that design-wise and content-wise, it really showcases what Tower does as a company in all aspects. They're updated projects, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so my favorite yeah. thing? Jeez. Um, I think I'm into, like, I haven't really seen it be built yet. I know it's in the process mm-hmm. of, but um, I think there's going to be some unexpected movement throughout the site, mm-hmm. too. So even just in the fun little animations and stuff like that, I think that really updates from what we currently have. Yep. That updates to kind of where the trends are going, what went and are continuing to going. Don't mind the grammar of that sentence. (laughs) We'll just move on. Um, So I think just kind of those hidden things throughout the site, um, those unexpected things that they're not super important. I mean, because you go for the content and the images and all that information. So like a subtle movement of something, it's not exactly important, but when you see it, you enjoy it and... You smile, and you have a great UX, a great user experience, (laughs) and then you want to come back for more. 
All right, Abby. You so, can wrap it up here. Okay. So actually, I just saw it this morning because Chris kind of took me through what we have so far, and I was just really impressed with how different it is from a lot of the sites you're used to seeing. Um, so I think we're ahead of the curve in that way, and I think that's great for our company. It really um, shows the talent that we have at Tower, um, and it does a much better job of kind of showcasing what people can do and what we're really good at. And we're really good at websites, and you're going to see it. So Yeah, and we'll let you know. We'll let you know when it's live. You can go check it out. <laughs> okay, so thank you guys for being part of the Q&A. Tower After Hours, pre-New Year's, 2017 extravaganza. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so bye for now. Bye. Bye.